The Protectors of the Wood episode series, episode number 22. Trying to stay out of trouble. Sarah and Abby looked at each other in shock. They had not expected the interview to go in this direction. Sarah was very excited, but unsure of her boss's reaction. But Abby was altogether pessimistic about anyone's reaction. I know that was unacceptable. I'll understand if Freddie Baez decides to bury it six feet under. But Sarah was not so sure. Whatever Freddie thinks of it, I think it was fabulous. Yes, it sounds kind of bizarre, but really, I think it's well worth saying. At least I found a good way to avoid talking about other people and things I'm not ready to talk about. The men were putting away their equipment. Abby asked, Can we play the tape for Sule and Stephanie? And especially for Reverend Tuck? I really can't approve the interview without Tuck's permission. Yeah, I understand. Sarah's eyes were wide with surprise. You sure took some liberty speaking for Tuck. But Freddie will have to see this video first, and he will decide what to release to the public. Then he'll ask for permission from you and Tuck. Freddie and an editor will look at this today. In five minutes, in fact, I'll email it. And I'll have to appear in person at the office. Abby said she understood. In her mind, it hardly mattered. She didn't think Freddie would like it. She hadn't provided any newsworthy facts or gossip. She hadn't satisfied anyone's curiosity. And if by some chance, Freddie did want to publish it, Tuck would probably veto it. She felt that she had put him in a dangerous, controversial corner, coming out with all this theology. It was clearly not her prerogative to speak for the church. And Tuck had way more than his share of problems already. Indeed. The bishop would have to approve it as well. In a way, it's like I've become his spokesperson. I've been outrageously presumptuous. Tuck let them in the side door. Sarah said she would get him a copy for his approval soon and hurried off with her technicians. Can't keep the boss waiting. Tuck raised his eyebrows and looked at Abby. So? Abby shrugged and said she had followed his advice, but had no idea what anyone would think. But you have full veto powers, so don't worry. You can easily kill the whole thing. I won't be offended. Tuck headed back upstairs with no idea how Abby had managed the interview. Meanwhile, Sule and Stephanie were chatting in the corner about their plans for the coming Saturday in Evansville. Abby joined them and learned that Stephanie had already spoken to Phoebe and Lewis. Stephanie would join Lewis and Sule with the soccer group, and Phoebe would attend the morning rally. Stephanie and Sule had clearly hit it off and were planning to introduce the group to college soccer coaches and get a tour of the Evansville campus. Abby was very pleased that her suggestion was working out, but suddenly the conversation took a new turn. 
Stephanie said, We're glad to help with the soccer teams, but we're interested in politics too. Sule agreed. Yeah, we both wanted to attend the rally. Sule was trying to explain the situation. But, like, we'll make a sacrifice for the group. We understand. But Stephanie was more argumentative. You should know, however, we're both joining the Evansville Students Against Fossil Fuels and we'll be going to other rallies. And perhaps we can bring college students to Middletown for a rally in the churchyard. We want to put pressure on the church trustees and the bishop. Abby was thinking that the combination of Stephanie and Sule might turn out to be rather explosive, something she hadn't foreseen. As she hesitated to reply, Stephanie grew annoyed and asked, Aren't you the one who told us that Tuck wants the church to disinvest from fossil fuels? Yes, absolutely. That's a plan that got put off by this crazy election and all these other conflicts. And I'll admit, I'm worried about the pressure on Tuck and the bishop. I'm afraid he won't like the interview I just gave Sarah. And we still don't know how the bishop will handle the election business. Are you saying that we shouldn't recommend this idea to our youth council and the Evansville students? We already spoke to Phoebe and she likes the idea. Abby made a few suggestions. Why don't both of you meet with Phoebe, Louis, Sarah, and whoever else you like? Make a written plan together. You know, when, where, how, what sort of publicity, what are the goals, who should come, and then we'll discuss it with Tuck and the bishop. What if Tuck doesn't like it? I think he will, though he might ask for some changes. We won't know until we try. Stephanie looked at Sule. We'll do it. It might help if you come to church tomorrow. See how the reaction to the election and all this media attention plays out. There might be another circus. Who knows? I wonder if the bishop will speak, or what they'll announce, if anything. They're sure under pressure to do something. And it might help your planning to see what sort of person the bishop is. Good idea. Yes, definitely. Stephanie looked at Sule, who nodded. Abby was thinking, Okay, they're off and running. Now, what else did I need to say? Abby spoke up. Oh, Sule, I must tell you. Remember that young man, the new stalker you and Nico described? The one who works for Scudder and maybe the Middletown Standard Office? Yeah, he's around. What should we do? Nico and I want to photograph him, but we don't want to scare him. No, don't scare him. I know this guy. He's my ex-boyfriend. Let me take care of him. Just ignore him and tell Nico the same. He might be pretending to be a stalker and actually want to help us. We could use some information. And he's actually a good person. Just a little lost and confused. Sule and Stephanie were looking at each other, smiling with amusement. Stephanie said, Got it. And of course, we'll keep quiet about this. Sule replied, I'll tell Nico. He'll understand. He told me so far, they just say hi to each other. Let them do that. 
friendly, but nothing more yet. No problem. Sule looked again at Stephanie, and they both laughed. <laughs> Sorry, don't be mad. Stephanie was unable to keep a straight face. We just didn't know you ever had boyfriends. Sometimes I wish I hadn't. Maybe it was kind of funny, but very sad too. And please, please remember, I owe my ex-boyfriend. I want to help him. Still smiling and laughing, Stephanie and Sule departed to talk to Phoebe. Abby asked them to bring Phoebe and Louis to church tomorrow. A wave of exhaustion swept over Abby. She crossed the churchyard and lay down. The reporters had gone. It was finally quiet. She felt dizzy and closed her eyes. Seeing images from her interview flash by. She could even smell the interview, the cameras, the makeup, the microphones, and cutting through it all, a whiff of human stress. She became aware that she was frightened. Her path kept building up energy like a balloon taking on air. What would happen with the bishop tomorrow? Would people stare at her? Would they mutter threats? Would the press keep bothering her? The interview might disappear, or it might go viral and bring more hostility. But as a consolation, Abby felt certain she had done her best. She had not put others in danger, at least not yet. Maybe now she could follow Wendy's advice and become more normal. Maybe the state would approve her application and she could become a normal childcare employee. Meanwhile, she would try to stay out of trouble and especially obey Tuck's advice to avoid the underground passageway. He's right. Eventually someone will figure it out. I've got to leave the underground alone, but I want to see the map stick and the maps and learn, learn what this is all about. Thanks for listening. Episode number 23 is coming soon. To hear all the episodes, please visit our website at www.protectorsofthewood.com. For Facebook and Instagram, go to Protectors of the Wood book series.
Great heart.